Welcome, one and all, to another Value for Value episode of the Value for Value podcast. This is a podcast where I, Kyron, from the Mere Mortals podcast, am exploring the world of the Value for Value model and diving into some of the philosophy regarding the, I guess, interest, the idea behind it, and me trying to explore it in my own head. And so today for episode 13, it's resting on your laurels, and I'm going to give you a quote that I've found here from someone called Ludwig Wittgenstein, who is a German philosopher. And he says, resting on your laurels is as dangerous as resting when you're walking in the snow. You doze off and die in your sleep. Damn. <laughs> okay, that's a bit extreme. But I want to ask you, have you ever been lazy? Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But how about entitled? Ooh, okay, that could be a problem. So yes, today we're looking at resting on your laurels and how that fits in with the value for value model. Now, first, I'm going to talk about incentives, I think, so and how incentives matter. So having a win when you're starting from zero is a given. So if you're starting off your, your latest podcast, your latest album, music venture, whatever it is, you're going to see a spike in popularity because you're starting off from zero. It's going from zero to something at least, and that something can be very, very small. You know, that's cool. We we all enjoy that. And that uh, gives you that little boost to, to get started and go, oh, at least my mum is watching. At least my mum is listening. Something like that. And uh, I think that's a, an important starting off point. It gets you the ball moving, the, the ball is rolling and you're, you're starting to see, okay, something is happening. So let's see if I can get better at that. So then, you know, you start to produce something and it stays online and it can also stay popular online. And whilst this isn't as applicable to podcasting, because one thing I've noticed from having both a YouTube channel and a audio podcast is that you're, I think, more searchable on YouTube. So you can put something on there and I'll give an example right now from my Rezanias in Spanglish channel. So this was when I was doing book reviews in Spanish and I would put up the audio and put up the video on YouTube and it's been three months since I've last put up something on the video and audio because I combine them together really and the youtube channel had its biggest day of views about uh, a week ago so it's quite funny seeing there how you can put effort into something and it will continue to pay rewards and even continue to grow in fact uh, extended into the future now the audio is a bit different audio usually you see a, a, a peak a spike right after you've released something and then it dwindles down a bit after that. And, you know, where am I heading with this? Well, I guess this is where the laziness can creep in. So what is incentivizing you to keep your show, your product, your art to the highest quality? Because what if you can just do that? What if I can just put out something and then it just keeps growing and growing in the future? And I guess this is where I'm really looking at the incentives and saying, okay, what is incentivizing you to to keep your your show to the highest quality and and making you the making you want to make it the best possible? Now, how does this tie into value for value? Well, I think in value for value, you're judged by your latest effort. So was the last song rushed out? Did you do the five hours research for that blog post that you created? Did you edit that latest Mere Mortals episode as best you can, Kyron? And this is where I have a little bit of a finicky thing. So I really don't like marketing as a whole, especially advertising. And advertising for me really ties in with marketing. It's just the 
the they're one and the same. If I'm just splurging my shit, spamming it in a way in front of people's faces, I really dislike doing that. But I do like trying to make my podcast the best possible and the video and the audio the best possible. So you'll see in some of the, uh, if you're in a podcasting 2.0 app, you see I've got a bunch of the thumbnails on there. And one thing you'll notice is they're all pretty similar. Now, Juan does the thumbnails for the main episodes that we've got there, but I control a lot of the other things. I control where the cameras go. I control the checking of the audio before we start recording. I control the zoom amount of zoom the the color gradients the you know or the cutting all of these sorts of things with regards to both the audio and the the video now i put a lot more effort into the video because well it just requires a lot more effort but i i'm always sort of looking at that and going like can i make this better what could i do to to make this better I'll take that bat actually. It's not always because that can be quite mentally draining to always be looking at your work and going, God damn, this is shit. Uh, But you do need to go through periods, I think, periodically of going, hmm, this could be better. I'm not happy with this. And you'll eventually get to a level with the audio, for example, where I'm like, you know, I'm kind of happy with it. Do I, if I got some better mics, would that help things? Yeah, probably could increase the the minimal, the background noise, I guess, which is minimal anyway at the moment, but it decrease it even further. But then obviously I have to buy new mics and I'd probably have to start using XLR cables and external power sources from the laptop, which means I'd need to you know, be lugging a generator with me if I was going to do my outdoor podcast, which I do for the mere mortals, all of these sorts of things. So you get to a point where it's like, okay, that that's minimal for the moment, but what other areas can I focus on? And so... I think what I'm trying to get at here is I don't think the concept of of passive income can really mesh with the value for value model. I I feel that those two things don't align. Being able to create something and then just live off that, you know, for the rest of your life in essence, that is what can lead to the sort of entitlement, i.e., oh, you know, YouTube's changed the algorithm and I'm not getting as much views before as as before. Like, what? Oh, this is outrageous, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Man, you can YouTube can do what they want. That's you know, it's their platform. They're they're fine to do whatever they want. Um, you're using it. You're uploading all your videos there for free. Um, you know, that's what you get if if they change the algorithm. Who cares? So I'm I'm sort of thinking, okay, now value for value is more about having that interaction with the audience. So obviously if I just put something out there and I just leave it as I have for the reseñas in Spanglish, I don't feel it's right for me to expect things from that. So let's just say it was bigger than it currently is, which is, you know, it's got a couple of hundred on of subscribers on the YouTube channel. It managed to get onto the uh, Apple iTunes charts for a couple of, uh, well, quite a few countries because I... It, it got on like the new and noteworthy and things like that. But do I expect to live off that? Do I expect that to continue in the future? Hell no, because I've, I've stopped putting in the effort. You know, I'm not creating new videos for it. I'm not doing translations from the books I've read in English into Spanish. I'm not doing, you know, reading books in Spanish, although I actually am reading one at the moment, but I'm not reading it particularly to be able to do a Spanish book review and all these sorts of things. I'm not interacting with the audience. So do I deserve things from that? I would argue no. And so therefore, the value for value model for me indicates, okay, you need to be constantly updating or at least putting in some 
modicum on of effort on a continual basis and you can't just coast the rest of your life what have you done that is worthy of you coasting for the rest of your life so my little takeaway from this is i guess to to work hard and for a long time and and you'll probably get what you deserve so this is playing into the patience the perseverance you know that's your best chance at least of of gaining something of value from your audience not just putting out one thing and expecting, okay, I'm going to be able to live off this the rest of my life. I deserve rewards from this video I created in 2011 for the rest of my life. No, that that to me doesn't seem to mesh up with reality and the ethos, I guess, behind value for value. Some caveats though. So I'm not totally uh, ridiculous with regards to some of these things if you're putting in a big effort you do deserve a big reward so it doesn't need to be a, a continual schedule as I have sort of indicated here you don't need to always be doing a daily or a weekly because that that's really unsustainable if you're you know can you release a documentary every single day obviously not that's silly but can you be releasing one every three years or four years okay that's maybe a bit more doable so you should get something a bit more of a reward from that so i would say you know if you're putting 500 hours or 5,000 hours into a documentary yeah maybe you deserve a lot more rewards that can go on for a longer period from that so I guess the value for value is when I'm really looking at it, I'm thinking more of people who are continually updating things, who are, who are continually creating things or producing things. So that is more along the podcaster mindset. So if you're doing a podcast, you're probably not doing one episode every year. You're probably doing something once a day, once a week, maybe even once a month, but you are still got like a routine or a schedule there. If you're spending six years to perfect an album, I do think you should be able to upload that onto uh, not Spotify because you're not going to get your your big rewards for the big effort you're doing there. Uh, let's just say there's a, a new platform that's coming out. I'll give a quick shout out to Abel Kirby and uh, Abel Craft and they're trying to create, well, I think they're trying to. It's <laughs> they, they seem to be doing a lot of things over there. But one of the suggestions they've made is creating a, a podcasting app solely designed for people who are creating music and then you go on there and when you listen to binge listen to that album over and over and over again you know you stream sats every single time you listen to it so that way they you know every time if you're listening to that for years at a time and that's still one of your favorite albums or one of your favorite singles it's in your gym list and you're always using that song to hype you up hell yeah, that person deserves rewards from that because they probably put a lot of time and effort into creating that. Uh, so the other is, I guess, compounding growth in value for value is a bit of a, an illusion, but there'll still be some residual that is still likely. So if I put something up, maybe I shouldn't expect it to see grow and grow and grow over time, but maybe it will still continue to to provide some benefit back, but it will just get lesser and lesser. So instead of putting out a video in 2011 and it's getting 100 views and 1,000 views and then 10 years later it's getting 100,000 views, maybe it should be the opposite way. You get 100,000 views and then 1,000 views and then 100 views 10 years later, something like that. So uh, some caveats there, obviously, I'm not saying that 
to be value for value enabled or to follow the model, you need to be continually putting out stuff. No, that's that's not correct. But I do think the idea of passive income from it where you just put out something and you expect returns, you know, guaranteed returns or you expect to be rewarded for that for the rest of your life sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't think that really tiles compiles in with the the ethos of the value for value. So that's a, a couple of thoughts there on resting on your laurels. I'll give a section here, a, a shout out to the Boostergram section. I didn't get any, damn it, damn it people. Um, look, I'm going to continue doing this even if I don't get any Boostergrams, but I do really love getting them in because it's so much fun interacting with the audience. And I'll also give a shout out now to maybe how you can do that, a way to get started because maybe you're new to value for value you've heard it somewhere before and you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll listen to a couple episodes. Maybe you listen to this one. You're like, oh, he's always talking about boostergrams. What does Kyron actually mean? Well, boostergram is a message you can send directly in the podcasting app. So it's a lot more intimate and it's a lot more easier because you don't have to go to the at mere mortals podcast Instagram handle. You don't have to click on the direct message button. You don't have to send a message which isn't associated with the actual podcast itself. So you can, I, I know because I've done this myself, you send a message and it's like, okay, there's kind of weird and unprompted message about a episode I listened to uh, that they produced six months ago. And I'm talking about one specific thing they said in that. Okay, that's kind of weird. I'm not going to do it. Boostergram message is totally different. You send it and I can see, oh, they sent it from this episode. They sent it from this time. They're talking about this thing. I know what they're talking about essentially. So it's just a lot more of a uh, a direct message to me and it's related to the podcast. It's sort of, you're still in the podcasting platform mindset, I guess. Now, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Fountain FM and Oscar Mary. So here's my suggestion for today. Download the Fountain FM app if you have an Android. It's in the Apple, uh, the, the store, the Play Store. If it's if you have an Apple phone, I believe you need to get something called Test Flight. I don't have um, iOS, so I can't help out 100% with this, but um, I believe you need to get something called Test Flight and then get it from there or check the Play Store, the Apple Store, I guess, whatever, whatever it's called, because uh, it might already be on there by then. And uh, they've got a really good system of, you know, you're putting in your details, you're setting up your wallet at the same time, and it's pretty clear and it's pretty useful. And they are working on it very diligently. So I chatted actually with Oscar last night, and we were talking about, he was getting asking me for some feedback on the boostergrams, direct messages on the wallets, how it all should be set up, how I use it and things like that. And so he is very involved in this world of value for value. And he even listens to the podcast. He, he gave me a, uh, a some praise, which very much is appreciated. Thank you, Oscar. And I would just say, if you are interested in this, you probably want to be at least trying out the Fountain FM app. It's one of my two most favorites for boostergramming. And... I enjoy it quite a lot. This also gets onto the point that I will be talking about. Excuse me, I'm just going to cough. <coughs> Damn, I've been sick recently. And <coughs> you might be able to tell from my voice. Good. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was 
I'll probably start putting some news type things in here because as much as I like talking about the ethos and the ethics and the philosophy, I guess, behind the value for value, uh, I'm new to it still. I'm still trying to figure it out and implement it as best I can. And so I think spicing it up with some news from the podcasting 2.0 world, which is basically very intimately connected with the value for value will help to expand on some ideas, give me new thoughts, and uh, it just makes it a bit more fun for me, a bit more fun for the ecosystem and et cetera, et cetera. So that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Value for Value podcast, episode 13. I am Karen and I am signing out. Ciao.